Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps daily college football show that i hope you really enjoy and i've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about you know uh, uh choosing alabama over Texas. you know what i didn't do though i didn't bet on him you know who i did bet on kansas okay and i did it on the DraftKings sports we got because when it comes on where i like to gamble i love the DraftKings app and it's because they got incredible offers if you're already a DraftKings customer we'll check this out Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign up, sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code TBOB, T B O B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. That's those incredible deals you get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now, sign up with the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5, gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember every NFL game day, two exciting new offers from your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 100Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. 
Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome into this Sunday morning edition of Snaps. I'm here at the homestead. Uh, Aaron Murray is as well. Um, if you hear my kids running around the background, my wife's out of town, so that's what that is. Um, and if you hear any, you know, rage and windows breaking and and things being thrown, um, that is me because I'm having flashbacks to watching LSU's defense last night uh-huh. uh the most inexplicably bad defense that i've ever seen in my entire life and i say inexplicably because like i could understand when it was bo Pelini. he hadn't been around in years yada yada like madhouse was good last year you have good players returning it's brian kelly and yet lsu cannot stop anyone to save their lives or their season aaron murray yeah it was i it's funny, my dad texted me last night. He said, man, are you watching this awesome game between LSU and Ole Miss right now? I was like, I don't know if I would use the word awesome to describe this game. Like, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of offense, and, and RG3 said it a few times on the broadcast of how excited he was to cover the game. Like, man, I would say like that, that'd be a fun game if I was in the booth. But as a, as a fan of football, I, I thought the game sucked. I really did. Like, that's not the type of game I want to watch. I don't want to watch uh, essentially seven-on-seven flag football. And that's what it looked like for both sides. Like, we yeah. talked – all we want about how bad LSU's defense was, Ole Miss was the same way. No, and wrong. Ole Miss should and Ole Miss should have lost the football game. The ball went right through the receiver's hands for LSU. Like that's the crazy thing. LSU should have ended up winning it on that last play from Jaden. With I forgot what, what, what receiver was went right through his damn hands. But it was it was a pitiful for the SEC, and it's just been a bad year for the SEC. But the SEC to tout itself as a physical football football league. Uh, dominant defenders, all these guys that have been drafted off the defense side of the football over the past decade plus, that's not the type of football I've been accustomed to seeing. And you could just say that about the entire SEC as a whole right now. But, uh, yeah, just, just fucking tackle someone. What is so hard? It's, it's, just it's, tackle them. My, there, there's one point in the first half where my old man um, who – uh, if you don't know, whatever, he played quarterback in the NFL for a long time, so the man knows football, right? And he doesn't really know how to text. He says he's very clipped, short text messages, and he just t- texted uh, high school open. And he's exactly yeah. right. Like, that was some high school hairy bullshit from both mm-hmm. sides. And what sucks is, uh, well, at least whatever, this is the LSU perspective, so I don't want to lean into this too much because I know we talk about a lot of other stuff here. But, like, Jaden Daniels was incredible, was yeah. absolutely incredible. He made throws that I didn't think he was capable of making, dropping Especially it in the, red in the zone. bucket. Oh my God, tight throws, third goal, got out yeah. of it. And, and he made these plays with an unreal amount of pressure on him because the offense could not even afford a single mistake. And they had mm-hmm. one mistake, and look at what ended up happening. So, but, but okay, so that's kind of the issue on the Ole Miss side. Look, Lane Kiffin put together a masterpiece. Yeah. He got the big ranked win that he needed. He did it yep. his own when his back was against the wall. It's a week after getting completely shut down by Alabama in that second half. This second half, he goes down nine with like what, like seven minutes left, five minutes. And and when you go down, not that should be all she wrote. And Lane Kiffin finds a way to get that offense going. They scored 21 in the fourth to win the game. Take a bow, Jackson Dart. Quinchon Junkins got going for the first time. 33 carries for 177 and a touchdown. Um, great job by Ole Miss getting a win to move to four and one, move up the rankings when they desperately needed it. Well, you know what impressed me the most was Ulysses Bentley, honestly. Like, I didn't realize he had that kind of wiggle to him. Yeah. I mean, he was making defender, and once again, it goes back to just piss poor tackling for LSU, but he was making guys miss and making them look silly out there. 
Uh, and this is this is this is maybe not to this extreme, but this is what we kind of expect from Lane Kiffin running the football. You know, 317 yards, 6.5 yeah. yard average. You know, Juckins ran with with some anger. Yeah. And and I don't I don't think that to me there was there was never I don't think anyone was questioning Juckins. I think everyone was. I guess you could say making excuses of, hey, the offensive line's not playing well. We understand you're banged up. But I still think if you pulled most most you know people that cover the sport, they would still say, hey, this is still a top five running back in college football. They just got to get their mojo back. And once they do, it's going to be kind of off to the races. And then this was the perfect game to do that. You're at home in front of your home crowd against a, a, a big brand. Good, bad defense, I don't really care, but still a big branded football team. Yeah. And you went out there and ran for over 300, 300 yards. And that was the best I've seen Junkins run uh, this entire season. You brought it up. Jackson Dart was magnificent. Um, and he's been great all year. I, I just feel for Jaden right now because. Bro, he put up over like 500 we about, it's, it's, total yards and five touchdowns. Jaden It kind of feels, feel, this whole situation feels very similar. And we did the USC Notre Dame breakdown. We're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. But it feels very similar to that, where you you are you're wasting this incredible offense yeah, yeah. because your defense is complete shit. And the same thing can be said for the Trojans. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. You're wasting a generational quarterback in Caleb Williams because your defense is crap. And, and and the hard part for me comparing the defenses is LSU has talented football players. Like they have projected two first round NFL guys on that defense. There's yeah. probably going to be four, five, six guys drafted off that defense at some point in the NFL draft. It's And, and it's funny. You mentioned the Ole Miss offensive line. I think they deserve a ton of credit because they had not been good up to this point in the season, and they would tell no. to ass up front. They did. I don't understand. LSU lines up like a yard and a half away. Like, it's crazy. Ed Ogeron, back when I was at – I went to, I, I went to uh, Ed Ogeron's football camp when I was in high school at Ole Miss, and he used to always say credit card. Like I should be the only thing I should be able to get between you and the ball is a fucking credit card. And these dudes are mm-hmm. allowed to line like a one and a half yard get off. It's look. And, and when you talk about the, just how bad it all is and how it's seemingly a waste of some talent that you do have if you're weak on the back end, like <clears throat> that's where Matt house, the defensive coordinator has some tough questions to answer. Um, yeah. And it's not, it's not all the coaches fault, obviously. Right. When it's this bad, everybody um, has a hand in it. Right. But you gotta be better than this. I mean, this is all, Time levels of bad, and I cannot wait. We'll update the analytics on Monday. It's all want. It's all want to. I mean, at the end of the day, tackling is a is is is. Do you want to be physical? Do you want? You can blame uh, today's game. You can blame the fact that you can't be as physical, maybe in practice, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the man. Comes down to the football player. Do you want to be physical? Do you want to play a game that is is in nature physical? And do you want to take that guy down, man to man? It's you versus him. And Ole Miss wanted it more than you did last night. All right, uh, and it was kind of honestly embarrassing. Okay, so I I know Brum just wants to talk about like the three games. I kind of want to run through a lot of these scores. I'm sorry we spent so much time on LSU. Let's do let's do some blurbs. First off, Georgia yep. 27-20. I know y'all live reacted yesterday, Aaron, but you know, uh I know I think I think a lot of people listening to the show probably expect me like, I told you Georgia this and that, this and that. But I mean, you know, I'm that was a back against the rope situation, and, and found a way to win again. Found a way to win in Jordan Hare, you know. And then that stadium was electric. You could feel the very belief that I was talking about last week. Um, is there a lot to clean up? Yes. Uh, does it feel like Georgia's the national champion favorite? No, uh, but they're still undefeated, you know. Yeah. And, and so, I, listen, I, 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 I
Yeah, yeah. Auburn, so really, like, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think we give I don't think we give Auburn enough credit. I think we we kind of say like, oh, you only can score twenty seven points, so I won twenty seven nothing. You were on a you were in a, a hostile environment against a tremendous defense. Like mm-hmm. I think we just focus on you know for Auburn all oh, the quarterback issues. Oh, they don't have a quarterback. Oh, they can't score points. Oh, they can't do this or that. But what can they do? They can play great. Go back to last week versus Texas A and M. And A and M's a really good offense. A very yeah. good offense. Yeah, no, no, they're salty. And, and they held them to, what, 10 points in the first half? And that was on the road. It wasn't like it was in your home stadium where you had, you know, 80,000, 90,000 fans going crazy. So I, I am – the more I thought about it last night, like, is, is is does Georgia have some glaring issues? Yeah, like the defensive line mm-hmm. has to be better. I thought the offensive line at times was kind of average, which yeah. is a little bit surprising. Um, I still think there's some, some holes in the secondary. Like, this is a far from perfect football team. But at least right now, through through the first five games of the season, at least you know you have a team that will fight. You know a team that, that like you alluded to, T. Yeah. Bob, when their backs are against the ropes, they're going to come out swinging. They did for South Carolina, and they did for Auburn. And I thought Carson Beck actually played a really good football game uh, throughout the entire game. Like his composure, and Kirby's hit it a bunch. The guy, the guy's heartbeat doesn't change. Like he yeah. is steady Eddie, no matter what's going on. And and I think we learned a lot about them in a good way yesterday in that win versus, versus the Tigers. Look, you can get Georgia into a corner, but you got to be damn good to land the knockout blow. And yep. nobody has thus far. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. 
You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, game from Friday night we didn't touch on. Told you, Aaron. Oregon State, Utah, no Cam Rising, no win no for good. Utah. Utah was not, never going to be able to move the ball in Corvallis. Oregon State gets a big 21-7 to win. Um, Utah, I'm, I'm officially Aaron. I'm taking them out. The the big four in the Pac-12 is now a big three. We are down to USC, Oregon, and Washington. Mm-hmm. What? Cam will be back. They got the bye week right now. I think Cam Rising will be back. This defense is still elite. I'm I'm not going to count out Utah just yet. Okay. I'm not. Okay, you're probably right. I do like wait like. W- they would be four for me. Like I'm not going to say that like, they, they deserve to be in the top three of the conversation. I still think it's – I mean, for how bad USC's defense is, is is still is, you can't tell me when Utah gets Cam Rising back, they're not going to be able to move the ball against them. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're right. You're right. And you know, Washington, Washington – listen, Washington Washington had a close game last night versus Arizona. Yeah, yeah no like, doubt. No doubt. I still think it's wide open between those four. But if I had to kind of go, you know, one through four, it would probably be in my mind – Oregon one, Washington two, USC three, Utah four. I think that was a really good win for Texas yesterday. 40 to 14 over Kansas. Now, and one of the more lame yep. developments of the day, uh, Jalen Daniels is a late scratch with back tightness right before the game, which, you know, I mean, when you get these big matchups, you want the best players. So that was a huge bummer. But Bean is good. Like, Bean is still pretty good yeah. for Kansas and has been and has played a ton, played a ton last year. And so getting a controlled – pretty consistent 40 to 14 win in which you outscore them 27 to seven in the second half. Like that tells me something about Texas. That's a damn good win, dude. Texas. I, I feel more validated than I have all season uh, that yeah. we put them at number one uh, this last week. Well, it, it's the trenches again for Texas. I mean, the Jonathan Brooks was, I don't know what you saw the game was absolutely dominant. Just incredible. And the offense line was the same way. 336 total yards rushing 6.6 yard average. And it was big, explosive runs, too. Like, these weren't little, you know, five, six-yard gains. I mean, he was getting 10, 15 yards. Yeah. I think he had, like, a long of 60-plus yards. Like, this is a team that we know can be explosive throwing the football with Quinn Ewers and those in those receivers. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting a little bit of a taste of, of teams having to play a little bit softer and them saying, all right, you want to play soft? Well, we'll just run down your throat then. Like, our offensive line, to me, that offensive line has taken what they did versus Alabama – on the road, yeah. and it's taken their game to another level because we worried about that offensive line after the first game of the season. Could mm-hmm. they be physical? They're a veteran group, and now they're showing that veteran leadership, and they're going out there and running the football in a big way. So, yeah, Texas, we had a number one in the country heading into the season, you and I. They look like the best team in the country still after this weekend. And, well, I definitely didn't have a number one coming into the season. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we had them heading into the weekend. 
Oh, head of the weekend. Yeah. So those, uh, not the season. Uh, no, no, the but, weekend. But, but you know what comes up next? The old Ooh. Red River rivalry in Oklahoma looked damn game. good yesterday, 50 to 20 over Iowa State. Oklahoma starting to flex that muscle as well. That's going to be a big boy, Aaron. I'm excited uh, for that, dude. I, what's the opening line on that one? I think, I think Texas rolls again, but we're going to see because Oklahoma's defense looks good. Oh, they do look good. Looks really good. They uh, do. Uh, I, trust I, me, I know. They look a lot of credit. Good. I hated on him, and and he's pretty yep. wrong. Um, Tennessee defending the home turf against South Carolina. Uh, they needed this one certainly after getting embarrassed yep. in the swamp. You were at at home, dark mode jerseys, revenge for last year. South Carolina kept you out of the playoff. You know all the elements, and uh, they end up controlling that game pretty handily. South Carolina's offensive line remains horrible. Um yep. and uh well Tennessee can run the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Still still Joe Milton though. I mean that's 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 a problem, man. Two you know interceptions. What, though, you know, how about this? How about this though? How about this? Uh, I agree, I agree. Uh, not for this year. Like Tennessee's not gonna be great this year, but if they put together like nine wins with a quarterback that they feel like is only okay, that's a great sign for the future. Like that's not do you think they're gonna win nine game. games this year? I don't know. We'll see. The five you know, they got they got A and M. Yeah. Alabama, yep. Kentucky, yeah, Missouri, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cool. would have them I would have them in dogs in all those games tough. right now. That's pretty tough. Ladies. That's more like set five. Hey ladies. Hold on, hold on. We're almost hey, done, ladies. They, they just want their daddy. Done. They just want to hang on their daddy. Um Notre Dame Duke, a super exciting game in Raleigh. Um man, if you want to see why you went and got Sam Hartman, go watch the final drive of this game where you yep. start in your own end zone. Sam Hartman catches pressure in the end zone. He evades it. He had, comes up with a fourth and 15 scramble on it, like just extending the drive until the offensive line puts it away to get the big 21-14 win and bounce back. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, My wife's in Morgantown with Quad Bob. Who was dressed up, in his, that scholarship. dressed up in his West? Hey, how about Neil Brown in West Virginia? We don't have to talk about I it. Know. Big one I know. TCU. I know. Uh, what about Notre Dame Duke, though? A great bounce back from Notre Dame against a very good team on the road. Oh, a huge, huge game for them. I mean, this was, this was, and I thought they played solid the whole game. Nothing super sexy back and forth. But I will say this like, for how impressed I was with Duke. I got to give a lot of credit to, to or for Notre Dame. I got to give a lot of credit to Duke. Yeah, they're awesome. Like this team, this team is this is a good football team. This is still a team that's going to be right in the thick of it when it comes to competing for for an ACC championship. Uh, when it's all said and done, like they 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 they, they play great defense. Um, you know, I think Leonard got a little bit banged up last night at the end of the game, so yeah, we'll see man, you know, what the extent of that's yeah, going to be. So hopefully, it's nothing too serious. But you got you got a very talented quarterback. You have an incredible defense. Um, I, I walked away saying, okay, great bounce back game, Notre Dame, bigger, maybe even bigger props of what Duke is able to do in year two with Mike Elko to be in a one possession game, almost win the game versus Notre Dame and be yeah. five and oh, who yeah. would have thought we'd be saying that about the Duke blue devils with a Clemson win under your belt. Um, yeah. well, but guess what? It sets up now, Aaron, in two weeks, USC traveling to South Bend to take on the Golden Domers. That's going to be another big boy. Mm-hmm. In fact, USC's got a lot. Well, the whole Pac-12 has a lot of them. We are about to yep. become a Pac-12 show over the next uh, few weeks, likely. Um, other top 25 scores, uh, Oregon handles their business against uh, Stanford. They look great. 
Um, Alabama. Can we? Can we? Like can we? Rounding can, can, you, can you? Can you? State. Can you? Yeah. Can you please give your other co-hosts, um, Jacob Hester, some crap because there's a lot of people right now in the country that think Penn State is is maybe the number one team in the country. That that Penn State's elite. Mm-hmm. Penn State's not. They're just not. I'm sorry. Penn, Penn State. Penn State's going to lose two games this season. They're going to be ten and two again. They're going to lose to Ohio State. They're going to lose to Michigan. They're not. They're. They're not. They are not explosive enough on offense. Their Ohio defense State, is really though, good. You think Ohio State, though, you think like like Kyle McCord and that yeah. Ohio State offense. I feel like I don't think Penn State's. Defense. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Ohio State's defense is tremendous. Like I don't think, um, and it's and it's at Ohio State. Like I don't think Penn State's going to be able to score on them. Yeah. I have more confidence that Ohio State can score against Penn State's defense. Then I have any confidence right now in Drew Allar and that football team. Like they're not running the ball well at all, and and Drew Allar, he's, he's 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 good, but just nothing special. Like this team cannot create explosives. They're not explosive on the outside, and the run game is yet to catch fire. Um, Alabama beats Mississippi State forty to seventeen in Starkville. Alabama looks like they're finding their identity, man. Like, and you could say however flawed you think it is, but they play great defense. I mean, look what they did yeah. against Ole Miss versus oh, yeah. well, LSU doesn't really matter, whatever. But they play great defense, and they and, and they and they run the ball again. They're kind of like Georgia a little bit, where it's like I'm not going to sit here and just tell you that this is a great team or anything. But and and, and you could probably this is your best chance to beat them in a while. But yeah, it's still going to be hard as hell to land that final punch. Like Texas did it because yeah. Texas elite. Not many other teams are going to have the raw, overwhelming talent to be able to do it. Next week at A and M, I got A and M in the football game. Okay, Max I got A and M. I think A and like it, it takes a time. It takes it takes a team that can that can stand up in the trenches and force Alabama to throw the football. And you have to be physical. You have to have some dudes up front. I think A and M has 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 the front six, front seven to force Alabama to be a little bit more uh, run-pass balanced, which is in favor of the defense. So, yeah, and a uh, I think that's going to be good yesterday, dude. Uh, they did look very good. They, they Max Johnson is – Max Johnson – Max Johnson – and Max Johnson's played in big-time football games. I mean, we've yeah. been over the stats before. Like, he's played a lot of football. He is over, what, 40 career touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost at 50 He ain't going to be afraid. And, it, and it's at A&M. Last time they were in that stadium – AM won the football game. And I think AM is a better football team than they were two years ago. And I think Alabama is a worse team than they were two years ago. So True. Take that for what it's worth. True on all fronts. Uh, I oh, I, I know I did some of this yesterday, but I need to continue to do it. Um, I owe Mark Stoops an apology. You do. I called that man Mark Poops for 24 hours. Um, and really, it was Sunbelt Billy, who I should have been pooping on. Um, mm-hmm. because Kentucky, in their first real test of the season, they haven't played anybody. They haven't looked good up to this point. That exactly. offensive line it goes out there. and Now, I'm still – look, I still don't know if Kentucky is the second best in the East. Tennessee still has something to say about that potentially. But, mm-hmm. like, like Kentucky's still flawed. Um, I mean, Devin Leary, 9 of 19, 69 yards. But, you know, when Ray Davis carries it 26 times for 283 touchdowns, and the offensive line absolutely runs over. Like everybody kept telling me that Kentucky had the bad run defense, and that Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson could be the ones run all over the place. The complete yeah. opposite ends up happening. Shout out that Kentucky offensive line. What I'm saying with Poops, uh, Stoops is like, God, sorry, is um, 
Like, regardless of whatever, regardless of what happens, like, yes, Kentucky beating Florida now three times in a row, four of the last six, he has changed over 30 years of momentum in that rivalry and at the, in those two programs where Florida just had that chalked up as an automatic win. And, and that's really yeah. hard. It's like turning like the Titanic or something. That shit is hard to do to them losing 30 mm-hmm. something times in a row to them winning three in a row. So shout out big blue. I apologize. I love your uniforms yeah. too. Got a big sets up for a big game next weekend. Undefeated Kentucky going on the road to undefeated Georgia. Is LSU going to lose to Mizzou next week? They might, honestly. Golly, that's crazy. Is Georgia going to lose to Kentucky? Because Mizzou's offense right now is humming. Brady Cook is kicking butt. Uh, Luther Burden is just continues to dominate. Theo Weiss looked really good yesterday, too, for Missouri. Oh, my God. Cook went for 395 and four tuds yesterday. It was versus Vanderbilt. It was versus Vanderbilt. No, I know. No, no, no. I mean, I don't know how much better – I don't know much worse Vanderbilt defense is than LSU right now. Okay, okay. Chill out. Season assist. A little too painful, but true. Um, No, no, but still, I don't care if it's against Vanderbilt. Nobody gave Brady Cook any credit, like, and not that you should have. Like, every we all thought he sucked. We all thought he yeah. sucked. And now this man's out here. Let's see the updated stats. Of course, Jaden. Oh my God, Jay. he is second only to Jaden Daniels right now in QB rating. Mm-hmm. Jaden at one ninety three. Brady Cook at one eighty seven. Now has eleven touchdowns to no picks. Actually, if he didn't throw a pick last night, he set the SEC record for most attempts ever without a pick. It used to be Andre Woodson's record. He needed like 19 or something. So Brady Cook, Brady Cook. Yeah, he set the record. Yeah, he set the record last night. Yeah. He broke I Andre know. Woodson's. Why don't you have that record, dude? You just like you just suck. You like throw picks. What's up, dude? Yeah, I did throw a lot of picks. I was a little bit more of a gunslinger. I apologize. Oh if you're if you're gonna throw 121 touchdowns, you can't be playing like a little, little, little bitch football. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be taking some chances now. You gotta be taking hell some yeah, chances dude. now. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Jaden Daniels has already thrown for 1,700 yards and 16 touchdowns. Nobody else it's is unfortunate. close. He's having a Heisman-type season, or at least to be invited to to, to New yeah. York, and yeah. that defense is going to cost him, unfortunately. Um, mm, 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 mm. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, anything else that uh, I feel like we did? This was a fun little Sunday yeah, you know, we'll, fill we'll in, fill in the corners. Yeah, a little filling in the corners, going around the leagues. Um, that was good. Subscribe, subscribe, like. We appreciate all of it. Um, yes. If you want a little bit more in depth on on USC Notre Dame uh, and Georgia versus Auburn, we have two two shows we did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, where we broke those games down. So if you want a little bit more in depth, oh, go yeah, back to YouTube and go get those. Yeah, we didn't talk. Yeah, yeah just go. We'll we'll do a little bit more of that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry, then I just interrupted you because I'm off of this job. All right, yes, please, Aaron's right. Call back to the other videos. Go check out the USC Colorado reaction yesterday if you want to get our full thoughts on that. Uh, all right, y'all. I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. I think I'm going to try to make some St. Louis-style ribs today on the smoker. Ooh, a boy. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but we'll see you tomorrow uh, for some snaps. We will be live on YouTube Monday. Remember that, youtube.com slash at Like, subscribe. We love you. Uh, rate and review the Snaps podcast. Huge thank you to Ryan Brumley waking up with us this morning, everybody else in the Snaps team, and we will see you on Monday. Later. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.